Welcome to another episode of This and That. I am your hostess, Christine Jobson, and I am so delighted that you took the time to listen to this podcast today. Just checking in, how is everyone doing? It's been a little while since the last episode, probably a little over two weeks. I have missed you all dearly. I have missed sharing um, my heart with you all. And so I hope that in the meantime that you have been doing well, that you have been not just surviving, but thriving, and really just taking things from day to day and doing well. You know, a podcast is a really peculiar thing in some ways because I sit here, I set up my microphone, and I speak to all of you, and I don't get to touch you, I don't get to see your faces, I don't get to give you a hug, but in so many ways, I feel connected to you all and I feel supported. And for that, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to share myself with you all in each of these episodes. Today's episode will be no different. I will be sharing my thoughts on a topic that could be a little bit heavy, a little bit difficult and possibly troublesome to process, but it's something that as human beings we all have to face at some point in our lives. And this is the subject of grief. Um, It is difficult to lose someone um, when someone passes away or even when we think about mourning in the sense of a relationship ending, uh, moving on to another job, There are different things that we mourn and that cause grief. And for me, lately, I feel like I have been dealing with a lot of it. I have been thinking about, for example, my very close-knit circle of girlfriends. And out of that group of about eight of us, I want to say perhaps about five of us have lost our fathers at this point. Um, One of us has lost their mother, and it's just kind of mind-blowing to think that some of us only have one parent surviving. I suppose in my mind, I thought that this phase of life would happen a little later, perhaps in our 40s and 50s, when our parents really started to get older, but the fact of the matter is not everyone is going to live a long life and tragedies do happen. I lost my father in a car accident, a senseless car accident. Uh, Another person was speeding and hit my father's car. There was a multiple, there were multiple cars involved and my father, as well as the other driver who hit him, passed away. And my father was in good health. Um, He was in his 60s, and I was looking forward to him living a very long life. And that that didn't quite happen. And although this happened a number of years ago, back in February of 2017, obviously it still hurts. And many of you have walked that path before. 
you've lost loved ones, you've lost family members, um, you've lost friends, and it takes time, but the process of grieving can be difficult. And my heart goes out to those who have lost loved ones during this pandemic. Uh, my friend lost her, her father. I lost a dear friend of mine very recently, and it's just a different ball game to try to make arrangements, to try to create a space for people to pay their respects without also putting their lives in danger in terms of the coronavirus. So it's difficult. But I want to talk about some of the ways that I have been able to cope with grief and with loss. And in thinking about my father in particular, there were times where it made sense to journal, for example. I would just sit and write and express myself, express how I was feeling. Um, and that brought some, some peace. I would also go to the beach and just kind of sit and put my feet in the water and sit in a chair and just breathe in the air and allow myself to relax and to reflect. And that's what I'm probably having the most difficulty doing in this season is to just find quiet time to reflect, to make peace with myself and to give myself a chance to process the losses that I have been facing recently. Today I had the opportunity to sing at a funeral. And that also brought me some peace. I could tell that those who were listening were blessed and uplifted by the music that I provided along with a friend of mine who was playing the piano. And in some strange way, I found peace there too. I remember when my father first died, I would go on these runs or jogs and I would just put all of that pent up emotion and energy into each stride. And it was also peaceful for me because at the time I was able to walk along some of the same paths that my mother, father, and I used to walk along when he was alive. And so that was really, really healing for me because I could, I could exist in a space where he used to. It brought me peace. So you kind of have to figure out what works for you. Um, I also found it healing to, to talk about my father. Some people are the opposite. They don't want to talk about it at all. But for me, talking about it really brought me peace. Also, and this one could possibly be a two-edged sword, I also found peace at least temporarily, with keeping myself busy and occupied. And not just spinning my wheels, but really being productive and, and accomplishing things because I felt like I honored my father each time I accomplished something that was good or something that was great, something that made an impact. Each time I felt like I was bringing honor to him. 
So it gave me purpose. It gave me a goal. It gave me something to kind of look forward to. And I like the idea. In addition, and I'm not afraid or ashamed to say this publicly, but I was in therapy for a short time uh, after my father passed away. It was such a busy time of life. I had just released my first CD project, which, sidebar, you can get at www.christinejobson.com. That project is called By Faith, and it contains some of my favorite hymns and Negro spirituals. I released that, and my father was there for that, thank God, and I was able to honor him and my mother publicly. So glad that I had that opportunity, and um, I was also completing my doctoral degree, and so there was already existing stress, the stress of trying to push an album while in graduate school was enough on its own, but the changes that came after his passing were enormous. I I had to step into new roles. I had new responsibilities. I had things I had to take care of that I didn't have to take care of before. And so those those were stressors for me, and I kind of had to mitigate, uh, or maybe I should say set aside time to grieve. I literally had to make an appointment with myself and 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 with a therapist so that I could sit down and talk in a constructive environment and it gave me a, a set time where I could express myself I could cry I could kind of lean into those feelings because in other areas of life I just didn't have the space to express myself I I couldn't be in class weeping although it almost happened once you know I had to to try to bottle up those emotions. And so I, I knew it would be important to set aside time to release those feelings. And so I've, I've shared a lot of those personal experiences with you today because I want to encourage those of you who have been dealing with loss recently and even over the years. I, I even had a former church member who reached out and she's grieving uh, her brother who passed away many, many years ago. But she explained to me that she did not allow herself to feel the grief, to process the grief. And she's actually dealing with it now in a very raw uh, and real way. And that could have been avoided had she allowed herself to just freely grieve. And, you know, one thing that I find to be a bit toxic is when people try to say, oh, don't cry. It's going to be okay. Yes, it will be okay, but I need to cry. I need to let these emotions out. And again, it's not necessarily just the loss of a person in terms of death, but it could be the loss of a relationship. Um, and, and, and not even just the loss of a relationship, but the nature of a relationship can change and that can be very painful as well. So in those moments, it is so important to find what works for you. 
grief is not a cookie cutter experience. And a lot of people, when you're going through or facing a loss, will try to push on you the things that work for them. And one thing I have learned is that it is important to find the process that works for you. And when you find it, don't allow anyone to look down on you or to question you because everybody is going to handle grief differently. And in addition, every loss is going to hit you in a different way. So be encouraged. Find what works for you. And if possible, connect with others who are facing similar difficulties. And especially those who are a few steps ahead on their journeys to healing. And that way you will feel like you're a part of a community and that you're not alone. But know that loss and grief is a journey, a lifetime of healing. I don't think anyone ever reaches the point where it doesn't hurt anymore. And that's okay. The way I see it, the tears I cry, the sadness I feel is a tribute to how wonderful my father was. It speaks to the impact he had on my life. If he wasn't worth it, I wouldn't cry. But he was so worth it. He was such a strong influence in my life. I love my father, and I'm thankful that I had him in my life for the amount of years that I did. And that's another thing that helps me is to just position myself from the standpoint of gratitude always, instead of looking at the negative side, rather than just defaulting to say, oh, let me look at the positive, I try to look at, I try to find points of gratitude. There is something that I can be thankful for. And in this case, I'm thankful that I had a father. I'm thankful that he was there with me through the early years of my adulthood. And I'm thankful that he was present and that he knew me and he took care of me and my siblings and my mother. I'm thankful that he was a leader in his community. So that's how I kind of shift my perspective from one of sadness to gratitude. Anyway, I hope that something I've said today is helpful to you. I hope that it encourages you. It's uplifting in some way. I thought it would be important to, to talk about that because sometimes we just kind of get caught up in the motions of day-to-day -day life, work, school, play, watching Netflix, repeat. And really we need to insert time for ourselves and for our healing Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of This and That. I am your hostess, Christine Jobson, and I thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. I don't think you're ready for this.